Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon to you out there in cyberspace, or morning or evening, depending on what time you are hearing the sound of my voice. I praise and thank God for another chance, another opportunity to connect with you in cyberspace, in um, the airwaves, in all that God has created and ordained for us to meet. It's uh, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon for the live show, and it is simply gorgeous outside. I am actually in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I live, and um, this morning when I went to church, it was very chilly and very cold, and by this afternoon when I came out of church, it was absolutely gorgeous, and it is December the 9th, um, and I normally don't say that, but um, I, I just think I find it unbelievably fascinating how, excuse me, in certain areas of the country right now, they're almost in blizzard-like condition. It's it's freezing. They've got freezing rain. They had inches upon inches of snow yesterday in North Carolina and in Texas. And here it is in Nevada. It is a gorgeous day. And, you know, it, it just put me in the mind. The reason I'm sharing that is because it just put me in the mindset of how um, depending on what season you're in, where, what climate you reside in, uh, what part of the country you're in, how life can be so different for you. Like currently, like I said, right now where I am, it is absolutely gorgeous. However, if I was to get on a plane and fly three hours from now um, and be in, say, Atlanta or in North Carolina or somewhere like that, I would get off that plane and it would be absolutely freezing and I would need to dress in a completely different manner than the way I'm dressed right now. I experienced that earlier this week. I flew to New York for some meetings and um, leaving Las Vegas, it was early in the morning. Of course, it was cold. It was kind of like in the 30s because it was like five o'clock in the morning. However, when the sun came up here, it warmed up and it got into the 50s. Well, in um, New York, where I was at, when the sun came up and it warmed up, the high was in the 30s. So again, just completely a, a different climate, a different way of having to dress, a different way of having to carry myself and to um, make sure that I was dressed appropriately. I promise you I am going some, somewhere with, with all of this. Um, then when I got ready to come back, I, as you geography scholars know um, New York and New Jersey are right next to each other and I was flying out of um, Newark, New Jersey and I, I stopped by the, uh, the uh, Newark, on my way to Newark airport I stopped at Newark Penn Station to meet a friend of mine just to say hello and to catch up because my flight wasn't until later that night and I, I of course like I said in Miami it was you know, high, I'm not Miami, that's kind of where I want to be, but anyway, in, um, in Manhattan, the highs were in the 30s, but when I stepped out of Newark Penn Station to meet my friend, there was such a bitter cold, I mean, that, like, grip your face, feel like it's going to fall off kind of bitterness cold, 
And I, I was just like blown away because literally I had gotten on a train and I had traveled about 20 minutes and experienced this bitterness. Where I'm going with this is that right now <clears throat> in this hour and in this day and in this time, wherever you find yourself currently listening to this, you may be in a completely different situation than someone else is. Um, you, you may be carrying yourself manner. You may be experiencing um, a different climate in life right now. But please be mindful of those around you. Again, and, and as I said a few moments ago, today is December the 29th, 2018. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Today is December 9th. Yeah, that's right. December 9th, 2018. Um, and it's the season of the holidays. But everybody is not feeling warm and fuzzy. Everybody is not filled with glee and joy. Everybody is not out shopping. Everybody um, is not in the same frame of mind during the holiday season that you may be in. And I'm saying that to say, please, please, please be mindful of the people that you come in contact with, because this can be a horrendous time of the year for some, where for others, it's their very, very favorite time of the year. So as the illustration I gave at the beginning of the show about the different temperatures and the weather and how you dress, how um, you embrace each season and each climate, and depending on where you may find yourself, well, you have to embrace people in a like manner and try during this season, especially during this season, try super, super hard to feel what a person is feeling, to have empathy rather than just sympathy. Don't feel sorry for, but get in the trenches with those that you come into contact with. Recognize those that may have suffered um, insurmountable loss this year. They may have lost a loved one. They may have lost their home. They may have lost their job. They may have lost their way. You know, maybe they were on a path toward um, being the person that God created them to be. And because the situations and circumstances that have caused them to take their eyes off the Lord and place it on those situations and circumstances. And in that hour, in that moment, once that happens, then they lose their way. You will lose your way because your focus is distorted. If your eye is not on Christ, if your eye is not following the path that God laid out for you, then your focus is distorted. So again, please be mindful of the season, of the times, and of those um, that may be less fortunate. This is the season of giving, not just receiving. Make sure that you are reaching out to someone. Adopt a family. Do what you can. I know, you know, maybe you don't have much, but that that you have, share with someone else. This is important. And, and really, somebody needs to hear this, which is why God, I'm sure, laid it on my heart to go in this manner because the topic for today is reset 2018 and it really um, um, what God had laid on my heart for that is going to go in a whole different direction but I just felt led to encourage you to embrace embrace those that you come in contact with please 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 reach out if someone is missing someone that normally you may run into on a regular or, you know, you may conversate with on the regular and some just all of a sudden they're like incognito, like you, you haven't heard from them, you haven't seen them, um, especially since the Thanksgiving season and now going into the Christmas season and what have you, please reach out to them. Go see them. Make it a point. Make it a point to reach out and make sure they're okay. And don't just touch bases once, repeatedly, repeatedly, because this is the, the highest suicide rate is during the season, the holiday season. So where, like I said, for some, this is a phenomenal time of the year. They love it and what have you. But for others, it is a horrible time of the year. So please, please, please reach out. Now, that's my PSA for today. Anyway, um, let me please, please, to the show, my beautiful co-host, the wonderfully talented and 
gorgeous Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today? You're, you're coming in and out, sweetheart. Can you hear me better? Now, yes, 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 much better. Thank you. I just want to thank you so much, Elder, and I heard everything you're saying, and it's beautiful, and you're absolutely right, because it may be a wonderful time of the year for some. We need to be mindful that it's not that way for everybody, and as much as you want people to embrace that, Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful that everybody can't embrace where you are right now, Right. so I, I get it. Oh, boy, do I ever get it. It is so real. You know, like I said, for some, it can be the greatest time of the year. I love the holiday season. The reason I love it is because of that sense of giving, that people have a greater awareness in a sense of giving. Um, And that's the part about it that I love. But even in that, you know, I've I've had some holiday seasons. Heck, this season, I, it's not going to be run out and buy stuff. You know, it's not where I am right now. You know what I'm saying? And and I know I have a whole different take on it. I've had a whole different take on it for many, many years. The greatest gift has already been given. And I do what I can, when I can, if I can. If I can't, I don't let it, you know, depress me. I don't let it send me into the ozone like, well, the woe is me. I'm not going to go max out a credit card. I'm not going to go take a loan just to go buy some stuff. I'm not doing it because, yeah, <laughs> why? Um, but I still understand that everybody is just not there. And, you know, for some, it is very depressing um, not to have not to be able to give, you know, I mean, we all, well, I won't say we all, but I would love to have an unlimited bank account and be able to just do what I wanted to do for the holidays, because what I would want to do is not so much for my family, but for those that are less fortunate, because if I'm in that place and my family's cool, you know what I'm saying? But there are others that's not in that place. There are so many families out there that, you know, let me, let me say this, okay, and, and then I'm gonna leave this alone. But I have a I have a somewhat of a problem with Americans, quote unquote, that are so eager and so prone to go overseas and do this and do that. And, and hear my heart now. I'm, I'm not saying that um, the the love and the care and the things that they want to do overseas is not necessary. I, I, I hear you. I understand the less fortunate. I know that we in America are very blessed. However, there are men, women, boys, and girls right here on the streets of the U.S. of A. that don't know where they're going to sleep tonight or they're going to be under a bridge. They don't know what they're going to eat today. They don't know what tomorrow holds, and they are in dire straits. And we tend to sweep them under the rug. We forget about them. We turn our backs on them. We talk about them. We slander them. When we see them on the street, we treat them with definitely without dignity. And I have a problem with that. And those same individuals are the ones that will bust their behinds trying to go to Africa or or go to India or go to Pakistan and do something for the less fortunate when you'll snub your nose at the people right here on the same soil that you occupy. And, And I have a problem with that, sis. I have a major, major problem with that. So, um, anyway, I just, I just think it's important that we don't forget the less fortunate right here at home. Because, but for the grace of God, there go I. There go I. Oh, I'm sorry. Amen. Your call had dropped. You're back. <laughs> I'm just look. I, I clicked off the show, and then no, I just came back. I heard everything you're saying. Oh, okay. I cool. heard everything that you're saying. And you know what? You're absolutely right, sis. It just, it really bewilder. I'm trying to use a word that still stay within the rims that really makes me very hurt and angry that we're so quick to take care of others mm-hmm. instead of our own. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased. I'm, I love the fact that different people have adopted um, different children and different things mm-hmm. like that, and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But we have so many here that struggle, and it amazes me 
like you're saying, we're so quick that if we can get every, we all have enough. I just can't, I don't have enough to give to anybody else. Why don't mm-hmm. you just take one gift, just one? If you can mm-hmm. just bless one, bless one. Okay. Because it is, it's, 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 it is a deep time of the year, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I've seen it hand on and face on. And when you can get to the point, whoever's listening, that it doesn't bother you or you can mm-hmm. find an excuse, then you need to tweak your spirit. Because yeah. please believe me, Jesus never turned his back on the hungry or oh the needy. Those are the ones that he ministered to the most because they needed him, like food or a drink of water. Where are you at in your life? If God has blessed you financially, God knows I'm happy for you. I'm Amen. waiting for my overflow. Yes, but at the same yes. time, if he's blessed you with position to be able to bless others, mm-hmm. then I feel like it's time to look at what's around you instead mm-hmm. of what's over the fence or around the corner. Amen, girl. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. It's just, you know, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why God took me in that direction on today, but um, I just believe that it was needed. You know, to be said that you know we have got to get to a place where the beauty of the season is not caught up in our selfishness, and sometimes that selfishness is exper- expressed um, by the fact that you have hardened your heart and lost sight of. Um, the plight of others. Let me put it that way. That you know, you're you're just not. You've lost. You've absolutely lost sight of the plight of others. Um, and so, amen. <laughs> okay, amen. Here's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I I absolutely wanted to share um, regarding resetting 2018. Now. I know that we are three weeks away from 2019, but I just call me crazy, and this has really been on my heart for a couple of weeks now. I do not want to see us sitting and waiting for 2019 to roll around to all of a sudden now we're doing our New Year's resolutions, and I think we touched on this last week, and we are now um, trying to rehash or reinvent the wheel um, next year, okay? And we've lost sight of the last three weeks of this year, okay? Um, And so when I say reset, what I'm saying is that if, if by any chance, if by any, any chance that you had an opportunity to say, you know what, Um, if I could start 2018 all over again, this is what I would do, or this is what I felt that I was called to do in 2018, and I haven't done it. God gave me a directive. I have not followed up on it, so I want to reset, but I don't want to wait till 2019 for the reset. I want my reset right now, and if you had that opportunity, what would you do with it? So I'm going to pose that question to you, sis, first and foremost. What would you do if you had um, the opportunity to reset 2018 right now? Woo! I would have so much I want to change right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Please, Lord, I pray that you honor me as I speak right now. Oh, my God. I would so much pay closer attention, less procrastination. Less fear, less, oh, my gosh, if I can do it right now, I would, oh, wow. I, I You know what, though? Hold up a minute. Something just came to my spirit. Okay. I wouldn't change a thing right now. If okay. I had to reset it, okay. I would not change a thing right now. I believe that right now where I am, I've had another birthday. I've gone through some things, but they've made me stronger. They've made Mm -hmm. me better. They've made Mm -hmm. me more determined. Mm -hmm. And if I reset, then I may change the process 
of what God has already prepared for me for 2019. I am so looking forward to 2019 changed and 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 bigger destiny and 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 just so much more because of what I've seen in 2018. So I I I, I let me change that because my spirit say, would you really? After mm. all that I brought you through, um, mm. it has not been 2018 has not been bad. It has been some pivots, some downfalls um, that people may call. My daughter's flipping out, family issues, learning my marriage, um, growing, crying, breaking down, picking back up, switching jobs. But if I change it, then I believe that I would be where I was in 2017, and I can remember that, and I know where God is taking me now. And I'm feeling my trust factor now and my belief values now and seeing who I am all the more and loving me and realizing that God has a plan and a purpose. And and I may be slow to me or where people may look at me as saying, but I'm on time of where God has for me to be. I was a harder headed. I was more stubborn. So I had a lot of setbacks because of that. But I realize now all that, then that's what's gonna make it even greater for two thousand and nineteen, mm-hmm. baby. Whoo is the Lord bless me. I'm rolling in, baby. I'm rolling in. I believe two thousand and nineteen is gonna be a year for me. So that's me. So tell me what you feel 2019 is going to bring to you that's going to be different from 2018. Well, I'm going in with, like I said again, 2018, I remember when they said it, um, that all the troubles, and I remember seeing it, my, you know, and being with a couple of family members and, and being in my den and what I thought, you know, you got to make the black eyed peas and the greens and the, and the this and the that, and we hope for the next year. Um. I'm hoping, but at this time, same time, I'm. I feel my prayer life is becoming even greater. My relationship with Christ is deep, is 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 deepening. My again, my trust factor and where I'm supposed to be in my trust. It doesn't matter if it's quail, I praise Him. If it's manna, I praise Him, because He's been there. All the long, the whole time. And even though I, I said it, now I'm believing it even more. I can't mm. tell people out there anymore if I don't believe it. I can't share with you if I don't go through it. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that he's teaching me the lesson of if you say it, then mean it. Otherwise, don't mm. say it at all. And, yeah. and, and I'm so glad that he used me. And it, where I thought it broke me, it, it, I see now it made me. I wake up now with more determination. Um, my, my praise, when I wake up, I can just, I want to give him that moment, that time. And if I don't, I'll stop, and I'm more mindful, and I'm so grateful for that again. Mm-hmm. And if you've mm-hmm. never had it, then you lose it. You long for it for so long. I'm so grateful to want to hear his word and want to give him praise and where I can just be doing something now and think about his goodness, if it's at work or wherever. And I Mm -hmm. have to control my emotions of saying, you've been there all along. If I never make it to where I thought I should be, you brought me where you knew I could be. And I'm grateful Mm -hmm. because, yeah, People can say, oh, she missed her calling. She she missed this and she missed that. But I, I thank God that we serve a God of second chances. Mm. And, and if he gives you a second chance, no, it may not be what you thought was greater than your first time, but if your first time was so great, you will still be there. So mm. if you're not there anymore, it's because God had to take you back to a place to bring you back up again, a setback. It's just nothing but a step down for a step up for a comeback. So I'm just so grateful to God for that, sis. 
I just read something and it it um it resonated in me and it said never give up on something you really want. It's difficult to wait, but worse to regret. I like that. Never give up on something you really want. It's difficult to wait, but worse to regret. And and when I read it, it just dropped into my spirit what you were saying about, you know, first, you know, oh, you had so much that you wanted to change. Your first thought was, you know, you would just, oh, just completely wreck the year and do it all over again. But then as you were speaking it, God dropped something in your spirit to grant you peace on what you've experienced this past year, which I think is monumental personally. I think that the fact that God could so swiftly step into your your psyche and your, your heart and completely change the direction that your thought process was going to, to say, you know what, I wouldn't change a thing. Because what you just did, whether you realize it or not, you just stepped in from process to progress. You just step from process to progress because you embrace the process. You realize that everything that you've walked through this year was part of the process to get you to the progress. And for you to realize that, that is an amazing accomplishment. Do you realize that most people go through life and they never embrace the process? The only thing they do is complain about the process. And you cannot get to the progress unless you embrace the process. So kudos, girl, kudos. That's that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. So even though it may have been difficult to walk through the things you did, you just stepped from that no regret, no complaint, you know, in into Okay, God, I can see your hand at work. All that you walked through this year between different jobs and and with your child and just all of it has been part of your process to get you to a place of progress in God so that your faith factor has built up to a, a fever pitch now. You trust him. You believe him. Yes, you know I do. Him, you know? Yes. Oh, my God. Can I share something with you, sis? Please, please. Man, let me tell you how powerful this is to me, and I hope whoever's listening can grasp what I'm saying to you. You know, as I'm at work, I pray that God will allow my light to shine. And be careful what you say because I didn't realize how many people can be angry because you have joy. Mm. And (laughs) there was a time in my life that, I would go to work when I was younger and bring what happened to me at home or whatever to work and cry and all emotional and messed up. My attitude's nasty and I don't want to treat people. Oh, my God, they should understand what I'm going through. Just the process of growing, of growth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been before God and just saying, you know what I realized? I need you all the more. And you know what I realized? Mm -hmm. I don't want to manipulate the situation anymore to try to make it the way that I think it should be. I -hmm. want it the way that you want it to be in my life. And Mm -hmm. as I'm at work, a lot of times, you know, you got to hear a lot of flack from being in a good mood. You know, you'd be surprised when people say, do you ever have bad days? Oh, yeah, I do. But you don't want to see them. You know what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, I don't want to see them. You know, because I know how bad I can act. You know, okay. I know I can cut the rug and act a fool, you know, and I know where I've been and I know what it's like to cry or be depressed, want to kill yourself, want to die, thinking it's the end of the world. Now I'm thinking about all this time that I've done that. I'm like, Lord, okay, I want to live. I want to live because I know that I have not yet seen what you have promised me that you're going to do. And I know that I, you were waiting on me all the time. Well, I had a young lady. You got to hear this. And I speak to all, you know, I speak to everybody all the time. Good morning, you know, and Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be that one, even when people don't want to say good morning. And Mm -hmm. so a couple of times I spoke and she was really not kind at all, not nice at Mm -hmm. all. So I I won't forget. I came home and I was like, she'll know again before I speak to her. The devil is a lie and the truth Mm -hmm. won't be in her if Mm -hmm. I do. 
You know, and, I, and that morning, the other morning, I was Friday morning, I was getting ready for work, and I was in my worship, and I was talking to the Lord as I was getting ready. And, I, and she came to my mind, to my thought. And I said, no, Lord, I'm not speaking to her. You know, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've been kind. I, in rudeness, mm-hmm. I will not take. And I went to work, and I never forget, I was coming in that morning because we go to work. I had to be to work at 5 in the morning. So I seen her coming from the parking lot. I hurried up and giddied up in that door so I wouldn't have to speak to her. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't want to feel that, feel like that rejection of her. And I, mm-hmm. so I heard him got in the door, and I did kept on going. I kept on going, sis, and clocked in and whatever. Okay, getting to the point. This is what makes it so beautiful about God. So I was on the thing doing what I had to do uh, down the aisle, and she came down. She says, how you doing? And I said, hello, beautiful, like I always do. Mm-hmm. And she passed by, and she came back on that aisle. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> she said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure you can. She said, did I do something to offend you? And I said, mm. no, you didn't. But now that you're talking about it, she said, because you used to speak to me. And now it seems like you don't speak to me. I said, wow. well, I'm glad you brought it up. And I said, just like this, isn't God powerful? I said to her, because this morning you came to my mind when I was in my fellowship with God. And I told the Lord that I was tired of talking to you. And you rejected not to talk to me back. And I was not going to talk to you. I said, but I start, before I knew it, I was in tears. And I said, he cares about the little things that bothers me. And you said he sent you to say something to me because he knew how I felt, how bad it hurt me. Because I try to be the best that I can be. And she looked at me and said, a lot of people say sometimes that I come off wrong, that I'm nasty. But I really miss you speaking to me. And all I can do is say, can I have a hug? And that just broke everything that the, to me, what the enemies was trying to do to steal my next blessing, my next destiny. Because we don't look at it. That little things that we allow to get in the way can stop the reason why we cannot go forward or we cannot feel like we're worthy enough to go before God. And he cares about those little things that bother you. And when I asked him to fix, quirk me and tweak me and mold me and shape me, that I no longer want to try to act like I'm the potter, but I want to be the clay in his hands, that I, I don't want to tell him how to fashion me, how to make me, but make me the way that he's called me to be. Sometimes it don't feel good. Sometimes I feel alone. Sometimes I feel defeated. But at the end of the day, I'm so grateful to be used by him. Hmm. I didn't mean to talk to death. No, no, that's good. That is so good. Like you said, just the awareness of that God is so mindful, not only of you, but he was mindful of her. And what, what, what I heard in this, as you were saying this, is you had no idea how much your speaking to her was affecting her. Because it affected her enough for her to notice that you didn't speak anymore. So this is, this is where, you know, we don't really realize how much we're being used of God in the lives of others you know, just in our day-to-day living. And, and, and I think that it's such a vital point that we have to understand that, that everything we do has an effect on someone else's life. And we, 90% of the time, think our being, our existence is inconsequential to those around us. And what you just pointed out and what you just described is how monumental it is. It, you, like the past couple of shows, you know, I've talked about um, just a, a hello, just a smile, just to acknowledge that that person is valuable, that person that you have come into contact with within your sphere, okay, they came within your atmosphere, in your presence. And you felt that person valuable enough to say hello. Now, you, you might have gotten taken back because that person didn't speak back. But look at, look at what God is really showing and pointing out in the midst of this. 
even though she may have come off wrong or she did not reciprocate in the manner that you felt that she should, look at the impact that you had upon her life to the point of her coming back to say, did I offend you? Did I do something wrong? Because you used to speak to me and now you don't. That's that's amazing to me. That's God to me. And I thank him for that. I, I look at him as his Holy Spirit, as his presence. Of I'm, That's why I'm glad you brought it out even more, sis. I know, like you're saying, I think it ties in with what you said in the beginning. Please let's be mindful that because we feel a certain way, we don't know what the next person is going through. Exactly. And, you know, I, I lost my father around this time and I remember bearing on my, my birthday and 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 even though God has given me the peace to be able to accept that some people are not there yet and I had to realize that you have to understand your timing of getting over hurt is not the same timing of somebody else getting over hurt we can only pray and be mindful that God will be able to deliver those that are still hurting behind something this is a year people are losing a lot of people. People are committing suicide a lot this year because they don't have anything to eat or because they feel like they don't have anything to offer. The true gift is when he died on the cross and he allowed you to live and see another day and for your sins to be forgiven. That's the gift that can never be replaced. When my birthday came, my husband said, what can I get you for your birthday? And I had to realize I have everything that I said or I think that I wanted. But what I need, you can't give me. Only God can. And mm-hmm. that is for a, a renewing of my soul and my heart, not to be caught up in the tribal things of this world. It's so easy when you see people around you and you in being what we call, we think they're being blessed. But stop looking at people because you don't know what they had to go through to get to where they are right now. Yes, and yes. you don't know what people are the, the facade that some people leave just to make you believe they got it going on. But they're hurting more than what you know. Because, see, your little bit of groceries on the table, and they may look like they got it and drive a nice car and, and in a big house, but they're stressed out because they don't know how they're going to keep it up. And keep the facade up. You should just thank God that He is keeping you in the real, in a in a humbling situation. I'm so yes. grateful to God for a humbling situation. You know, I was sitting there. That's funny you said that because this is the year that you think you're supposed to be with family. I don't have any family where I am. I have my mm-hmm. husband not saying it like that, but I don't feel like I have a lot of people around and the way that I felt festive holidays were supposed to be. But the Mm -hmm. enemy is trying to do everything he can to take you out right now before the end of the year so you cannot walk into your destiny in the beginning of the year. And I am sick and tired of letting the devil, all day I've had to cuss the devil out because Mm -hmm. I've noticed 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different times he came up with a thought in my head. What's going to happen here? What's with this and that? Where you going to get this from? You didn't dare blah, 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 blah. I said, go straight back to hell where you came from. Because what I will not do is cast down imaginations of something that has not transpired in my life. And you will not get me to think of something that is far more worse than how great my God is. So that's where I am. I battle like anybody else. I go through like anybody else. But that's the real. That's why we call and keep it real, the real talk okay. show. Because okay. guess what? I fight every day. He never said easy anywhere in the Bible. But he said your burden should be light and, the, and your road should be easy. But no, he never said anything that told you that this would not be a battle. So grind down your feet, ask him for thicker boots in 2019. So when you dragging or when you feel like you can't go on, you can keep on, fall down to your knees, get back up. And let's try, try again. I don't know about you. I'm waiting for some great things to happen. I don't care who's mm. in the office, president's office, 
It don't bother me what they say at here and there. You better trust God and not them food stamps. You better trust God <laughs> and not and, and, and not that Tanner. You better trust God because I'm telling you something. You can put all your hope in false chariots and horses, and when it all comes down to it, it's been about God the whole time. Hmm. Hmm. Without a doubt, girl, without a doubt. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. You know what? I just, oh, I love God so much. And I just love it when he orchestrates what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, just to, to reach out to the people because, again, and, and we've talked about this so many, many times that we never know who is hearing us, who we're impacting, you know, we know that, you know, God has strategic plans for the people that he puts us in front of, but, you know, your testimonies today have been unbelievable because I just feel that there are so many people that are walking through exactly what you have described on multiple occasions, just on, on this one broadcast and the fact that you are able to impart um, hope, you know, um, and encouragement into their lives to say, listen, hold your head up high, stop tripping. <laughs> That's, let me just put it in my vernacular, okay? Stop tripping. Hold your head up high and know God loves you. Know that he cares about even the smallest detail that you think is inconsequential. He loves Amen. you so much. He will not allow you to keep going along the wrong path or thinking the wrong thought situation. He is going to pull you Amen. up, pull you back, and, and pull back the curtain and say, no, baby, see? see? And that's a father's heart. That's a father's heart, you know, that he will not allow his children to just, uh, what, what kind of father would he be if he sees you coming to the edge of the cliff and he did not say, no, baby, come back. Don't, don't take that step off that cliff. Don't do it. You know, I remember him giving me a dream many, many years ago. This has probably got to be 28, 29 years ago. It wasn't too long after I had first got saved. I was still on Jackson Street. So I know it was a long time ago. Um, but I remember him giving me a dream. And in the dream, someone had stolen my car off of the church parking lot. We were at Bethany, okay, off of Bethany's parking lot. And... In the dream, and you know how dreams are, first you're in one scene, and then you're teleported to another scene. And, and so I went from the scene at the church to the scene in my house and, um, and was calling the police to report my car stolen. Um, and I saw my car pull up. And so my car pulls up, and it pulls in the driveway, and I'm on my way out the, the door to go give a piece of my mind to whomever is in my car, right? And as I turned to go, the God's voice stopped me and said, they're here to take your life. Do not go out there. And so what you're saying right now, it, it, uh, what resonates is that, you know, God, again, he, and, and there was more to the dream, but the, the, the point was is that the spirit of God was showing me something that was going on spiritually and to give me a warning about it so that I didn't aimlessly just walk into it. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's just the beauty of the spirit of God. Yes. You know, yes, that he is. will correct us, that he will put us on the, the right track. He'll put us on the straight and narrow. He will not allow us to just aimlessly go. And, and the fact that he does it so quickly he does it so quickly so that, you know, we recognize and understand that, hey, you know, this is God and God is absolutely um, mindful of me. And as a father, um, I've got to be mindful of his voice. So I've got to hear him when he talks to me the same way he hears me when I talk to him. That's vital. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's very vital. And, you know, Again, please, when you look for the materialistic things of this earth this Christmas, maybe the new shoes or the dooney bag or 
coach or whatever. I, my sister can tell you there was a time I had them all, and I realized that that didn't bring me happiness, nor did it bring me joy. I was in the worst state that I could have been in, and I had I thought I had the most at the time of what you call worldly things. But if you can take time out and just, if you don't have any money to give, but pray for somebody's soul, pray for somebody's life, that God will spare them, and that when they're thinking or contemplating suicide or feel like they have no one to talk to or no one to go to, that they have him, and that he would send an angel or maybe you or someone in their life and their circumstances to maybe say a word or to touch in a way that you may not understand. Mm-hmm. And again, I thank God for loving me so much that he didn't want to see me be raggedy in any way mm-hmm. in his spirit, the way that I want to stand for him. So when Glory. I said to him, I will never speak to that person. They've offended me. He knew and he made it right that day. Like, uh-uh, you ain't going in tomorrow with this. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. you ain't walking mm-hmm. today with me because what you don't know is some little things like that. See, if the word of God said he don't want you to give reluctantly or on the compulsion when it comes to your tithes, he means the same thing about your talent and your time. He don't want you to give on the compulsion or reluctantly. Don't do it because you feel like that's supposed to get you into heaven or you mm-hmm. feel like that's going to get you some brownie points with God. You mm-hmm. need to reevaluate because you didn't got it all wrong and you got it twisted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who he yes, is. Yeah. It's not who you think and who he is. You can't even, words can't even explain. Ask him to show you him and to get on the same page as him and let nothing in this world matter. Because people are leaving here. I keep saying it all the time. People are dying. People are dropping dead before Mm -hmm. people's eyes. You don't know when your time may be. But when Mm -hmm. your master comes back, you want to be able to know, make sure you can say, Father, I want to hear a job well done. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, you're not done. That was good. That was good, though. That was good. Amen, amen, amen. So um, getting back to Reset 2018, um, I, I so, like I said, I so appreciate what um, what you have shared and, and the fact that, you know, you have no regrets or what have you. Some people don't feel that way. There are those um, who really, really feel a sense of possible failure for this past, uh, this past year. They feel like they have not accomplished anything. They feel like they've stepped back. And I just want us to be able to encourage their lives right now that, Again, the same way you have recognized um, that what you have walked through has been part of the process to your progress. I want to encourage our listeners to understand that same thing, even if, hear me, even if part of the things that you've experienced this year is your fault, okay? Because we're quick to blame the devil. We're We're quick to put the onus on everybody else. It was my husband's fault. It was my wife's fault. It was my kid's fault. It was my boss's fault. It was everybody's fault except for mine. I was that perfect person in the midst of that situation, and I did no wrong. And I can tell you off the top, I don't care what the situation was. That, that That's not accurate because there is always something. And, and hear me, I, I don't mean like I know tragedy can strike us and we absolutely had nothing to do with it. I understand that. But there are times when we we just want to lay blame because we feel that we have failed at something and be in that failure rather than taking ownership of it, taking ownership of what part we played. We just want to play the the blame game and put the blame on everybody else. So I want to invite our listeners to do a reset 2018, not to wait to January 1st, 2019. I want to see our listeners do a reset for 2018 in which they look back over the year, they do an honest assessment of the year. They see 
what they did do that would lined up exactly to what God's call was on their life and what he wanted them to do, and that they also see what they didn't do, where they may have missed it, okay? And I would love for them to just take out a pencil and a piece of paper and just write it down. It's something about writing things down where you can actually look at it in black and white um, and discern what really occurred. Because a lot of times if we're just rehashing it in our mind, we miss something. But if we were, I'm big on this, one side, a, co- a piece of paper lying down the middle, one side where you think you hit the mark and you did good for 2018, other side where you think you missed the mark and you could have done better for 2018. And I want this done like ASAP. I don't want you to wait till January 30 or December 31st. And I want you to wait till January 1st, 2019. I want you to do it now. And the purpose of this whole exercise is so that you're not waiting until 2019 to get it together and, okay, I'm going to do better next year. That's why I asked you what I did. What would you want to see happen different in 2019 than what happened in 2018? It's like, you know, start now. Start now on the things that you got right. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Father, for leading God and directing me, and thank you, me, for having the forethought to listen and to be obedient to what Daddy told me to do. You know, sometimes you, you do pat yourself on the back because there are times when you be so hard on yourself that the same way you can be hard on yourself, you can say, you know what, Daddy, I heard you crystal clear, and I am so happy with me that I paid attention and I did what you told me to do. You just had one of those aha moments, um, Tanya, when you went ahead and you spoke to that lady, Okay. Because you could have missed the whole blessing in this whole situation had you clammed up and just been like, "Mm -mm, I ain't talking to her. I'm just not going to respond. I'm not going to reciprocate. You know, that tit for tat that we're so prone to do. Okay? We can't, we, tomorrow's not promised. And like you said, you know, if you learned nothing else this year, you realize that tomorrow is not promised. You know, and so don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Start your reset now. That's that's the whole premise of where I wanted to go to go with this thing. Start your reset now. Do not wait. Okay. Be in that mindset. We talked about this last week of being of soaring now. So when 2019 comes and you cross over that threshold into a new year, you're crossing over in in a place of already positioning yourself. Don't wait till 20. Because I'm gonna tell you, if you put it off and you wait till January 1st, you will not get it off the ground. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, because you will continue to procrastinate, and February will roll around, and March will roll around, and April will roll around, and you'll still be procrastinating. You didn't do it for the New Year. You didn't do it for Valentine's Day. You didn't do it for March Madness. You you see what I'm saying? You know where I'm going with this. You know, there will always be another date that you'll have in mind, well, I'm going to start it on this date. I'm going to start it on that date. Stop procrastinating. And let that be one of your goals. I will procrastinate no longer. I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today so that I can be positioned for the things that God has for me. Positioning is vital in the things of, of what of, that God is trying to do for you. And you've got to position yourself in a manner and in a place where he can bless you. You are at that point of blessing. And until you, you get to that place, you know, there's going to be a constant um, sense of, how can I say this, failure. <laughs> I also say it. There will be that constant sense of I just didn't make the mark. I didn't, just didn't reach my goal. The only way to reach it is to go for it. That's the only way. You know, Pastor gave an example this morning of the tortoise and the hare, you know, Hare thought he was so going, he had it so going on, you know, he could rest, he could go to sleep, he could run off, he could go get his carrots, he could do whatever he wanted to do, where the tortoise just kept plugging along. 
and just kept plugging along. And just like the thing that I just read to you guys, never give up on something you really want. It's difficult to wait, but worse to regret. So if you put your dream on the shelf, take it off the shelf, dust it off, put it before God again. If you put your goals on the shelf, pull them down, go for it. Position yourself to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. It is vital. It is vital. We are living in a day um, of suddenly in the kingdom of God. And if you are not prepared and positioned, you will miss it. You will absolutely miss it because you will be like the foolish virgins who had to go back to the town to get their oil because they didn't bring enough to begin with. While the wise virgins was there, the bridegroom came and they went on in with the bridegroom. And when the foolish virgins came back, they couldn't get in the door. Door was locked. They missed their moment of opportunity. Do not miss your moment of opportunity because of procrastination, because of self-doubt, because of that sense of failure. Get rid of it. You know, reset. Push the reset button and know that the grace of God is always there and and available to you. Cain, he lived, he breathed, he taught. He was our example. And then he suffered, bled, died, and rose again to give you the ability to push that reset button and keep it moving. Keep it moving. We're down to two minutes in the show, sis. So what are your closing thoughts for our audience today? My closing thoughts is I'm just praying for those who are down and those who have lost someone or maybe a job or wherever you are, you feel like you are in your life. I know what it's like. But my prayer is don't allow the enemy to try to make you commit suicide because what you don't know is you're only committing suicide because of your past you still have not seen what God is going to do in your future. So I Mm. pray that he gives you the ability to hold on and to be strong and trust him all the more and that he will be able to show you bigger and greater things in the name of Jesus in 2019. Amen, amen, amen. I I receive that. I receive that wholeheartedly. Sis, just go ahead and pray us out. Just take us to the throne room and we'll close out with that. Father, I just want to thank you for another day. Truly, you are a sensational, awesome, great God that words can't even express who you truly are. I pray that not only by my voice, but by your spirit, Father God, feed your sheep because we're hungry. And when we're desperate is when we make all the mistakes in the world. But let us be desperate for you, Father God, desperate for your spirit, Desperate for the power and the might of your Holy Ghost to rain down on us so that we may be able to walk into your abundance of spirit and your increase of your love, your grace, and your perfect mercy. And we thank you, Father God, for all the listeners. And we pray that this season is a season that they'll be blessed, that it will be like no other season. Because, see, this season is not about what they thought they should have done. It's where they should be to walk into the great things again that you have for them. And we thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. We thank you, Father, for your love, your grace, and your mercy that's everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, sis, I thank you. I love you. I pray the glory and the favor of God just rest mightily on your week. And we will do this again, saying that. God channel, same God time next week. Same God time. Amen, sis. I love you. Love you much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. Let's keep it.